Hey, it's MJ. Uh, before this episode gets underway, we had a couple audio issues. We had some dropout. Quite a bit, actually. I was able to save the gist of mostly everything, so it should be fine. The other thing is I think the anxiety got the best of this episode because there are pretty large sections where there is a tapping noise that you can hear through the microphone. I think what happened is I was tapping my toe near the microphone, near the or near the base of the mic stand, and it was registering in the mic, or it was slamming my headphone cord into the mic stand. I'm not sure which one of those it is, but that does happen for large swaths of the podcast. So if you're sensitive to that thing, maybe not the best episode for you to listen to. Uh, Sorry in advance, but it's still free. You still didn't pay for it. So it's free. Um, Yeah, sorry. Uh, We'll do better next time. All right. Bye. back to Real Perspective, the podcast based on a YouTube channel, based on a podcast. As always, I'm your co-host, MJ Smith. And I'm Michael Morey. And this week we're here to talk about uh, Godzilla, King of the Monsters, which is the uh, follow-up to Godzilla from 2014, and the third film in the, uh, I guess it's, they're calling it the Monsterverse, is that? Yeah. Okay, which is leading to the ultimate uh, showdown between Godzilla and Kong. He is not king yet. Um... <clears throat> and obviously it's an American reboot of a long-standing Japanese uh, franchise. Um, 33 movies, I think, in the original franchise. Something like that. Since 1954. 50s. Yeah. Uh, it's the 65th anniversary of Godzilla this year. Um, so, in 2014, uh, so it's it, it, for most of Godzilla existing, he's been a, a strictly Japanese character. We tried to bring him over here once before in 1998. It went bad. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so it was a long time before we tried to reboot that again. And in 2014, Gareth, Gareth Edwards, is mm-hmm. that his name? Yeah. Uh, the guy who went on to direct Rogue One. Uh, directed Godzilla, and uh, it was it, he looked like Godzilla at the very least, <laughs> um, which was nice. <laughs> um, so yeah, we finally have uh, seemingly a Godzilla that works on screen, uh, and a, a Western Godzilla that works on screen. People like that movie, all right. I think uh, general generally positive on it. Um, it made pretty good money. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that brings us to Godzilla King of the Monsters. But before we get into that proper, Mike, did you grow up a Godzilla fan? I liked it. You know, I can't really tell you which movies I'd watched before, but I know I've seen a couple of them when I was a kid. Okay. You know I mean, I probably saw the ones with like Mothra in it and then Mecha Godzilla. And yeah. Obviously, they've seen the original, but I probably saw 
you know most of like the the ones where he was a good guy <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, more than I saw the original I think it took me a lot longer to see the original one because um, I always thought he was just a good guy yeah <laughs> and then I found out oh he was actually a bad guy to start off with and like this is actually supposed to be somewhat taken somewhat seriously <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah. yeah so I grew up a massive Godzilla fan specifically of two uh, two films in the franchise one being Godzilla vs. Mothra and the other one, whose title escapes me, um, oh, Godzilla versus uh, Gigan or Gigan. Mm. Uh, in that movie, he teams up with a giant robot named Jet Jaguar, and it's awesome. Oh yeah, I know that. Okay. So yeah. I uh, I grew up with those two movies specifically because we had recorded them off of the Sci-Fi Channel, mm-hmm. and they were just That's on. That's how repeat. I watched them. Yep. They were on repeat uh, for me. They were they were in heavy rotation in my house. So I grew up a big fan of those. Obviously, I've discovered other ones, uh, the original and uh, like Ghidorah, the three headed monster, which is an all timer mm-hmm. um, Godzilla movie. But yeah, Godzilla kind of operates in these two extremes. One <laughs> being a very campy, just monster, just toys getting smashed against each other sense, mm-hmm. and one being a more serious socially conscious um now there's some bleed over between the two as as you would expect and uh king of the monsters godzilla king of the monsters from director mike doherty who made trick-or-treat and krampus went very heavily into the uh toys smashing against each other territory yeah very heavily um and colored it in a little bit with some of the more socially conscious stuff. There's, there's, I don't want to say an environmental message to them. <laughs> there's movie. lip service paid to it. Yeah, there's, there's, uh, the, 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 the idea of the human drama comes from a, a lot of the conversations we're having about climate change and global warming today. Um, I don't think it has much to say about the topic no. <laughs> either way, but it's, it's, it's colored in by, by that being in the zeitgeist. Um, so the movie follows a group of humans who make a device that can talk to these monsters. It gets stolen by a group of eco-terrorists and, uh, the coach from Friday Night Lights has to save his, uh, ex-wife and child from them. And the big twist is that the ex-wife has actually been working with the terrorists the whole time and it was all planned so that they could awaken these monsters and basically kill uh, like a lot billions of people, of people. yeah <laughs> uh so that earth can reset because we've we've damaged it yeah um it's sort of a thanosy thing mm-hmm. um so that's the plot basically yep. and then some monsters smash Clash. against each other yep. yeah so the, the big human drama moment comes from it goes bad um, so too many of these monsters wake up at one time. They awake Ghidorah, who is this space monster that is not part of the original hierarchy. And, uh, he kind of throws, throws things out of balance, which is not what they want. So that's like the plot of it. Um, yeah. the, the main part is just watching these monsters smash against each other. So Mike, what did you think of Godzilla King of the Monsters? If that was all there was to it, and then it wasn't all this distraction beyond that, It'd be fucking awesome. <laughs> that being said, to go and have such a simple premise and for them to waste so much time with really high highs, really low lows is my take on it. Yeah, really mixed. Yes. Would you call it messy? Um. Yes. Well, yes. Right? <laughs> yes. Because 
I just feel like there was no reason why the script around the exposition of the movie needed to be so bloated. Mm-hmm. Like why there needed to be so many extraneous characters. I mean, there's like a whole like group of scientists that you could have like reduced them down to one person. Yeah. You know, Friday night lights, Kyle Chandler, basically, yeah. you know, but, and like maybe one, other maybe person. one other person to bounce off of, you yeah. know, and like maybe one military person. Yeah. And then it just kept on making me wonder like, why is this dude even talking? Like yeah. what? Like so many times, I got actively annoyed, and I usually don't get pissed off like at dialogue in movies, but it was so inane at some points. There's like big stretches of the movie where it just slowed down, and just to communicate the same idea, what I felt like over and over again, that um, I was getting kind of ticked off watching mm-hmm. it, and then a big monster fight would happen, and I was like, okay, this is sweet. <laughs> um, so I think it was messy. I think that like any scriptwriter worth his salt could have cut out a lot of the fat. Yeah. I just don't think this movie needed to be two hours, 11 minutes long either. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I, so as a lifelong Godzilla fan, there's a better version of this movie. I'm yeah. not saying there isn't. Yeah. However, it had it where it counted, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, which is in the gist of the plot and in, it really delivered on the monster stuff. Yeah. So the, the plot, the, the structure of this thing is, I mean, to the letter, a Godzilla movie which mm-hmm. is uh, initial conflict where humans get introduced to a new giant monster. Um, it is scary. Godzilla shows up and saves them. And then Godzilla has to deal with this new threat. Um, but then Godzilla loses to this thing, goes away for kind of a long time, mm-hmm. and then comes back at the end to save the day. Yeah. That is the structure to every single one of these Godzilla is a good guy movies. So, yeah. Um, I think, I think it's, it's really lovingly crafted. Uh, I think there's a mm-hmm. lot of Easter eggs and nods across the board to this, to, to the, the history and legacy of Godzilla. So all of that really satisfied me as a fan. And I was able to, I'm not going to argue with you about any of your criticisms. Yeah, yeah. I was able to gloss over them a lot. Yeah. Cause it's part of like better. the genre conventions <clears throat> of this. Sure. But yeah. it usually doesn't go on that long. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it, it does. It is way too long. There's way too many characters. Most of them are obnoxious. Mm-hmm. Like I am not going to argue anyone who has to say anything about that. Yeah. Uh, but that being said, this movie did also make me six years old on a Saturday morning again. Right. And I don't know what else I could ask for a Godzilla from a Godzilla movie. Yeah. You know, so I, I le- legitimately had that feeling of like, I want to like tape this off of TV and watch it at home, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think as far as that goes, it's a successful Godzilla movie. And I think, you know, I, that's the consensus among diehard Godzilla fans is that, you know, they, they did it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and um, I think one, one big thing we have to, uh, talk about is this is you know one of only like three times Godzilla has been fully CGI mm-hmm. and it's incredible yeah it, it looks great yeah it's the if there were ever a case for CGI as a tool mm-hmm. uh, instead of a crutch I, I it's this movie because yeah. you don't get to give these I mean the, the the arcs of the monsters are really good like they're mm-hmm. they're solid and, and they have a ton of weight to them yes uh, both physically and emotionally i think Mm -hmm. um you know there's this whole theme running through about like godzilla being the true king of the monsters and someone coming for the throne and it's really like it feels 
epic. Yeah, you know? it feels and, momentous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so anytime that stuff happens, I'm I'm all in on this movie. And I think the upshot, the op- up upside, sorry, upside of that is it happens pretty frequently. It happens. Mm-hmm. It happens enough. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, what I will say is. It builds this really good momentum through the first two acts. The first act is a little slow. The second act is gangbusters. It's mm-hmm. the best part of the movie. And it builds this really good momentum. And I thought the best human stuff in the movie happens immediately following the second act when Godzilla gets... Uh, he. So what happens is Godzilla fights Ghidorah, takes off one of his heads, mm-hmm. and... The military uses an oxygen-destroying weapon against Godzilla and Ghidorah, which yeah. is from, actually, Godzilla the, Reigns Again, the second one. Is it the second one? Mm-hmm. What, did they, what did they use to beat him in the first one? Uh, I don't remember. It's thought, been so long since I've seen that. It might be in the first one, too. Yeah, I thought they, they used some sort of, like, oxygen depression device or something like that. Yeah, too. but it's, I mean, even yeah. down to that, it's a, it's a no, Godzilla right. staple, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the reason why, like, when you ask me if it's messy or not, there's things that are intentional about mm-hmm. it that, like, they did well, like that. Like, the structure of it, it can't, it's not messy in the sense that, like, they were very faithful in how they homaged Godzilla, so, yeah. like, the previous ones. Yeah. So you can't say it's messy in that sense. It's in the execution of some of that that it's messy. Yes. You know? It is also, you're right about the, it being in the first one as well. Yeah. So it's in Godzilla and Godzilla Raids Again, which is the second one. Yeah. Um. So... You know, that's like a, it's not a deep cut because the first one a lot of people have seen, but it is one of those things where it's like, hey, that's a Godzilla thing. Mm-hmm. Like, um, so they use that in him in the second act. It kind of drains him. Ghidorah survives because he's from space. Another Godzilla staple is that Ghidorah is not one of the original Titans. Um, and then it's up to the humans to, and it gets a little like the core, like real stupid. There's like a hollow earth and yeah. like, they got to go shove a nuke at Godzilla and detonate it for him to come back. It gets real dumb, but yeah. it's eh, whatever. I'm yeah. fine with all that stuff. Um, and in that, I think the best, you know, Ken Watanabe gets a really good meaty section of the movie yeah. to himself where he's re- actually really good. Yeah. Um, and he concludes his arc by kind of, there's a malfunction on their submarine and he has to go and and push the nuke to Godzilla and detonate it manually and and kind of die in service of uh of Godzilla and all that's great but it takes forever yeah (laughs) yeah that movie slows down a lot a lot during that section yeah it's it's it doesn't need to be as long as it was it kills the momentum of the action and it sucked because I really did like all of the beats of it. Yeah. And just like the execution was so poor. Yeah. Like the part where um, the wife goes and deliver Emma goes and delivers mm-hmm. like her manifesto mm-hmm. on why she's doing what she's doing, which by the way is completely nonsensical. True. Um, it feels like it goes on forever. I stopped paying attention because she kept repeating herself. Yeah. It was like... I feel like somebody need to go and bring an editor on there. And yeah. Just be like, hey, we we got it. Like, <laughs> like the point's been like delivered at this point, yeah. and now she just seems like a lunatic. Yeah. Because that goes on forever. Um, the debate about how to go and revive Godzilla goes on forever. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, there's this weird like a bridge stuff going on where like a general comes out of nowhere and like he drops the oxygen bomb on Godzilla. Yeah. And, and then and I was like, wait, this kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah. It felt like in a way. 
Um, so it almost rushes through some things I think are important, but then it also sends forever getting to the point where they can revive him again. It has amazing Spider-Man syndrome. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's uneven as hell. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't disagree, but all this stuff with Ghidorah is so cool and oh, great yeah. looking. Like, oh man, it's just so much fun to watch all that stuff happen. Yeah. And it, you know, it, I think it makes up, it is definitely makes up for the weaker human moments mm-hmm. of it. Um, it didn't do good. No. <laughs> it did bad. <laughs> it made, it, it was projected to be a hundred million dollar opening weekend and it only made 50, no, $49 million. Mm-hmm. It opened less than John Wick three. Yeah. Which is rated R. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And that was, ever, I felt like I talked to everyone at like, whenever it got brought up, they were excited about it. They mm. seemed like they wanted to see it. Yep. Um, but no one showed up to see it. Yeah. And that was like, it, it didn't start getting middling reviews until like pretty close to release. And mm-hmm. that usually doesn't deter audiences who are kind of built in for a franchise like this. So what do you, what do you think happened? Well, it made less than Cloverfield. There's a debate about, um, whether or not Godzilla 2014 was well received, hmm. because there is, I've been reading pretty recently. There's a segment of people who kind of disappointed in that movie because sure. that movie was a giant tease for about 75 percent of the runtime, mm-hmm. where you kind of didn't get the big monster throwdown until mm-hmm. the very end, um, and the human characters didn't really make up for it. Now they weren't like aggressively obnoxious, like how I felt like in this movie there were, sure. and also there were too many of them in this one in comparison to. 2014 but there's a consensus that kind of thought that like brian cranston shouldn't have died a third of the way into the movie yeah because like that kind of killed all the human characters that we cared about um and the movie kind of doesn't have enough monster action so i'm not so sure the word of mouth of 2014 was as good as i personally thought it was good like i thought it was fine yeah i kind of maybe even like that more than this in some ways it was it was at least more consistent sure i think this one had more high highs but low lows like this that one was more average um, but anyway, I think that that re- reception to that one might have kind of stymied this one's growth. Mm-hmm. I also think that they took a little too long between that one and this one. The Halo got years. yeah. I mean, that was 2014. It's 2019. Mm-hmm. You know, it just that's that like that's like um, an eternity in filmmaking these days. Yeah. When you have an Avenger movie down your throat, like every year, it feels like <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just it's just people expect something differently these days. Um. I don't know if King Kong has anything to do with it either way. This was pretty separate from him for the most yeah, part. Yeah, he gets some lip service, but that's yeah, about it. Yeah, so I don't know if that has anything to do with it. Um, but I think it's more just a function of time. And then maybe the reception to the last one wasn't, wasn't as good. And then we'll, once again, have to go and talk about the fact that there's just a lot of movies that are out right now. Yeah. Um, and Aladdin, last weekend, um, it didn't go in sync that much. Like it was maybe like a forty something percent drop, like mm-hmm. which is a pretty good drop, like yeah. between weekends. But also forty so, percent from a hundred million dollar weekend. Yeah, <laughs> right. So that that's still a lot of people going to that. Yeah. Then you know, um, and I also think that the word of mouth for that has been better than um, than like how we felt maybe about right. it. Um, and, and so I think there were some people who were on the fence waiting to hear about it from other people, and now they're going to go and see Aladdin, and mm-hmm. this movie's suffering. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of factors going on. Yeah, I think so. Uh, so we're getting at least one more of these because... They already filmed it. <laughs> they already filmed it. Uh, it's coming out next year. So do you think people are going to show up for that? I don't know. I I mean, if they didn't show up for this, they're going to come because King Kong's in it? I, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't really know. Like, personally feeling... 
I feel like I saw like the most badass Godzilla movie I could have kind yeah. of through this. Like, I, I, is King Kong really going to be like that much cooler than him fighting like Ghidorah and Rodan yeah. and like Mothra? Like, it kind of like they kind of blew their wide on like the cool concept already, right? Yeah, I I agree. Well, and also, so today I realized I didn't know who directed Kong versus Godzilla. Yeah, I I read um, that it was already filmed, which I didn't know necessarily i don't know who's in that movie hmm. <laughs> um, yeah is there a cast list I, don't know. Yeah. I, I have no idea i just haven't heard anything about the filming of that movie whatsoever and it kind of makes sense that you could just make them whatever and, interchangeable yeah <laughs> well because they're just cg yeah you know what i mean like you, it's all in the post-production anyway right so i'm glad we're getting that because they've been hyping it. Yeah. I don't know if we're going to get another one of these. I don't think so. Because what I've heard is Toho, which owns Godzilla, mm-hmm. they had a contract through 2020 um, mm-hmm. for Legendary to produce these movies. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't make their own, I think, basically during that period of mm-hmm. time, with the exception of Shin Godzilla. Yeah. Um, and afterwards, they want to go and pursue their own cinematic universe. And so Legendary would have to go and renegotiate the rights. But I don't know why they would, considering how these this movie is underperformed. And I'm assuming Kong versus Godzilla is going to also yeah. underperform. Yeah. So. Um, oh, my original point about Kong versus Godzilla is Adam Wingard's directing it. Um, yeah. I, so he made Your Next and The Guest, which I really, really loved. He also made... Blair Witch, which I hated. Yeah. And Death Note, which I also hated. Mm-hmm. So I don't know about giving that guy bigger and bigger budgets because I liked when he was doing the $3 million Bloomhouse movies mm-hmm. way more. Way more. Yeah. And based on the 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 level of fandom that I've seen from both Jordan Vote Roberts and Kong Skull Island and Mike Doherty, I don't know if he can bring that. Mm-hmm. Um, because... One of the things that's endeared me to the, this franchise is that, that they're being made, you know, by fans who aren't dumb about the fact that they're fans. They're not, they're not J.J. Abrams, Abramsing it, you yeah. know, like they're, they're clearly fans of the source material, like, but yeah. they also have their own voice. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm not saying Adam Wingard isn't, I just, I, I don't know about him with something like this based yeah. on the the bigger budgets he secured in the past kind of going south on him. Yeah. I am not hopeful about him closing this out. Yeah. I would rather vote Roberts would have come back to do it. I think that would have been the the move Um, because his metal gear movies moving pretty slow. Uh He's had time to do it. You know, it's been three years or it will have been three years. I think since his, his last one, that's plenty of time to get one of these made. So I don't know. I don't know if that's the, the right decision. Yeah, I guess we'll find out. Um, either way, I think that these legendary movies are done. I also think it's weird that the movie comes out in a year and they didn't use the opportunity to drop a trailer with the new one. Yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, they, they haven't like quite mastered the marketing cycle the way Marvel has. Which is crazy because you know? Legendary is like a pretty big name company. Yeah. You know, like they're, they've been around a minute and... Mm. They have a lot of hits under their belt. They're probably the most consistent blockbuster factory not owned by Disney. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they well, they do all the the Nolan stuff. And, yeah. And, you know, they did all the Dark Knight and mm-hmm. and all that. So, I, ugh, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing with this. 
Um, so this movie, I think, showed uh, what Godzilla can be as far as just like a thrill ride camp, you know, uh, just just a good time at the movies that's just, you know, turns people into six-year-olds again, like people smashing their action figures together. Yeah. Um, oh, one of the other criticisms is that it's really hard to see. I did not get that criticism. Me neither. Yeah, because I, I was like waiting for that to happen. Yeah. And I felt like I understood visually what was going on the entire time yep. fairly well. And like people were saying it was too dark and I didn't think it was too dark. I, I don't get it, man. I don't like, e- Yeah. I mean, we granted we saw it in IMAX so maybe like they cut off portions of the screen or, you know, could there's be. something about like other theaters. It could be because when we, even when they showed the trailer for it before this, I noticed some details that I hadn't seen in other theaters. And that's like the fourth time I've seen that movie yeah. or that trailer. Um, probably the sixth because I watched it twice once, uh, twice at home and then four times in the theater. So, and it was the first time I had noticed something in the background of yeah. that movie and it was because it was brighter. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if we just had a really good projection. Maybe. Then. Yeah. Um, and, but I thought it looked amazing. I thought it looked incredible. I like, I, I like the color scheme and mm. how that followed all the characters around. Yeah. The creatures were great. He did this great thing that, uh, so, Gareth Edwards shot Godzilla as like this towering figure, very from the ground level looking up at him, which they've definitely shot Godzilla like that in the past. But then Mike Doherty came in and decided to do the exact opposite, which is also a valid way to shoot Godzilla, which is from basically his level. So like torso up. Yeah. And I think it conveyed his scale well still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he seems big. Yeah, you and, still got a sense of his weight. Yeah. And, you know, the sound design helped with that too. Mm-hmm. The sound design was amazing. Um, but yeah, just watching, like, even them, un- the, I thought the close up underwater stuff was really cool because yeah. we hadn't seen it yet. Like, that was probably the hardest part to see. Mm-hmm. But that was kind of the point. I felt like, I don't yeah. know. I liked it. I, and then, like, Watching him, like, come up with the freaking head in his mouth, I was like, oh, snap. Yeah. Like, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did like that this movie continued the uh, tradition of him killing the villain in a super gross way. Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. in, the, in the last one is when he opens the Muto's mouth and just, like, vomits his radiation breath yeah. down it. <laughs> and then in this one, he gets Ghidorah's head and freaking shoots his beam through that yeah and i was like this is very extra and i love it yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's kind of demonstrated how like bestial he still is yeah it's cool yeah um and it pays you know lip service to the the i think all the i think thematically it works best when the people are talking about godzilla himself Mm -hmm. um you know and that that push and pull tension of yeah he's on our side for now yeah. Um, which brings me to this. Uh, after we saw Godzilla King of the Monsters, because um, it's kind of a slight movie, I go yeah. see it for a spectacle. If if you like that kind of thing, mm-hmm. you're gonna like it. I yeah, think. especially in IMAX. Like, yeah, I don't think this movie would work nearly as well if you just watched it on TV. No, you know, <laughs> no. So like, if you have like one opportunity to see it, it's probably now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's an event movie. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. Um, so we came we came home that night. And we decided to watch Shin Godzilla, which mm-hmm. is the most recent Toho movie. Right, 2016. 2016. And, uh, you know, obviously we we kind of were not dumb. We knew to expect less cool effects. But yeah. I didn't really know anything about that movie. Did mm-hmm. you? 
I did. I knew that it involved like more, more bureaucracy I knew and that politics part. and that sort of stuff. And I knew that it was a reboot. That okay, was about so it. that I didn't know. Okay. So this movie is a reboot of the Godzilla origin story um, based in present day. Yeah. And uh, it is like someone wrote an episode of The West Wing mm-hmm. and then just dotted it with Godzilla. Yeah. It's just... It's, and it's, it's sweet. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. And I mean, it's literally like Godzilla shows up as like a larva or mm, something. Yeah. And J- Japan starts freaking out and you just see like conference rooms and people talking about how to deal with this new threat. And that's the whole movie. Yep. It's in, it's it's kind of split up into three acts. So it's split up into the first part, which is him not fully formed as Godzilla. Yeah. Really? And he's like this weird, like, bird-like... Bird-like googly eye thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He looks hilarious. Yeah. And uh, so that first act is is him showing up and just kind of, like, throwing his... Flopping around yeah. everywhere. And then he, he stands upright at the end of that and goes back into Tokyo Bay. Mm-hmm. And then there's all these conversations about the aftermath implications of that. Yeah. Then he comes back to Tokyo, not quite as the fully formed Godzilla, but standing upright uh, and with more defined features and hands. Uh, but his like mouth is all crazy looking. Like yeah. it goes like to the back of his head, basically. Mm-hmm. And his arms are like gnarled and twisted and yeah. this like weird, uh, like, like almost like he's paralyzed. Um, and he, he kind of starts attacking again. And so they decide for military response. He completely owns the military with super cool purple radiation breath. Yep. Um, and then just like goes to sleep. Yeah. After like laying waste to like the, the prime minister and that sort of stuff. Yeah. 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 And then goes to sleep. Yep. And then, so now it's aftermath of that. Right. And so then it's them dealing with the aftermath of that. And then they decide we got to take action before he wakes up. Yeah. America basically says, we're going to drop a nuke on him. Japan's like, the hell you're dropping a nuke on us a third time. (laughs) Yeah. And they come up with another way to basically freeze Godzilla. And then the political, like almost reaping the rewards of that follows. Um, It's so fascinating, man. Like it's just such an interesting take on the Godzilla story. Mm -hmm. It's a really cool way to update that story for 2016 yeah. when, you know, we're not super far removed from uh, Hiroshima and, and uh, the bombs being dropped. But, you know, Japan suffered Fukushima right. it recently, which this draws a lot on. Yeah, uh, it's In definitely... the bureaucracy and politicking mm-hmm. of it all, as well as some tsunami stuff. Right, yeah, too. exactly. Right. And, it's, and also it draws from the solution to that, which is, you know, like how to... How do we respond to this? How do we cool down the reactors from mm-hmm. nothing? You know, it comes down to them freezing Godzilla the yeah. way they're trying to, you know, and freeze the reactors yeah. and, and cause an outflow of the heat and radiation and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, it's very much about like the bureaucracy and how you respond and how quickly and or slowly things get decided in that process. Yeah. And like how you, how you prepare for something going worse. So it's, it's definitely um, an update on you know what Godzilla was originally about which was about the nuclear bomb and now right. it's about you know nuclear radiation and containment yeah um even down to the origin of this Godzilla is that there was nuclear waste that was dumped in the ocean illegally yep. or something like that so um it's a 
a very different take than the type of movie that we watched just beforehand. Sure. But it's also like demonstrates the elasticity of Godzilla that yeah. it can tackle like something like more heavy like this. And this movie doesn't have like a lot of action. I Not mean, really. really. You know, I mean, maybe there's a military attack and that's it. And then the part where they freeze Godzilla. That, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Two main like real action scenes. But it was still like kind of riveting. Yeah. Despite, like despite yeah. all that. And, and it's the not too much shorter than King of the Monsters. No. It's only no. like 10 minutes shorter. Yeah. And it has like a hundred more characters. Yeah. But like it demonstrates like the kind of scale that this kind of thing would have, mm-hmm. um, which is so many committees and people involved and talking heads and everyone trying to figure out how to stop this thing. Yeah. And we actually, so we watched it dubbed. The mm-hmm. version we rented was dubbed. I was kind of glad for that based yeah. on how much talking, talking there was. Yeah. yeah, and actually the dub was pretty good. It was pretty good. Yeah. And I grew up watching Godzilla dubs, so right. I felt like that also made me a six-year-old on a Saturday morning, too. Yeah. So as someone who grew up caring about the human stuff as much as the... God- not as much as the Godzilla stuff. The Godzilla stuff's still way cooler. Right. But like as someone who actually did pay attention to the human stuff growing up, it was... That, that in the same way, transported me to being a six-year-old on a Saturday morning watching it on TV. So... It was really interesting to kind of see how malleable that character really is. It's something mm-hmm. I've kind of always known, but never really internalized until I watched two wildly different movies about him. Yeah. And they were both pretty good to great. Yeah. Like, you know, the the Godzilla smashing against stuff and just like cool monster stuff is always going to be dope. Mm-hmm. And then like Godzilla as a metaphor is really good, too. Um it's just a really good character to, you know, hang your symbolism on. He's right. he's iconic. He looks great, you know. Um, uh, Brian Collins wrote, and actually, as of the time of this recording, just came out today, he wrote an article on Birth Movies Death that I thought was awesome. And it was basically like, uh, maybe it would, the, the, the premise was basically, maybe the problem is you don't like Godzilla movies. Mm. <laughs> because... Both of those felt like Godzilla movies to me. Yeah. And King of the Monsters is getting crapped on. And the, Shin Godzilla got really well reviewed when it came out. Yeah. And <clears throat> he even was talking about the 2014 Godzilla and how people didn't like how little Godzilla was in it. Well, there are nine Toho productions that he's in it less than. Yeah. Yeah. That's something that I didn't always agree with in the 2014 criticisms. I think... I liked the dread that kind of came with him and like kind of withholding him. I know that Gareth Edwards went and cited, uh, you have a poster of it right here in your room, Jaws when talking sure. about like that 2014 yeah. Godzilla, which is withholding him, <laughs> like implying the monster and that sort of stuff. And I understand that maybe some people were disappointed or they felt like they got teased a little too much, but I feel like I got like a satisfying amount by the end of it. Yeah. You know? Well, that final battle is great. Yeah. And like the scene on the bridge with the kids in the bus is so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so good. But that movie is more Godzilla as metaphor. Yeah. Than, you know, and also a little bit Godzilla as the villain. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a threat to yeah. humanity until he's not, basically. Right. Um, and even then, like, that's where, that's kind of the basis of the characters in this one is that even when he was saving the world at large, their son was a casualty of it. Right. So, which is interesting thematically. It goes absolutely nowhere, which sucks. But that could have been a really interesting arc with, you know, Kyle Chandler and Vera Farmiga's character of like having to reckon with the fact that he's ultimately doing good in the world. And it's kind of there, but it really isn't as there as present as it should be based on the fact that it's the thesis of the movie at the beginning. Yeah. Um, But... See, I, 
seeing, you know, two American versions of the two ways you can make a Godzilla movie, I think both of them worked pretty well. Yeah, you know? I, I, I they're, they're both better than the 98 version. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> by miles. Yeah. At least he looks like Godzilla, even if he's a little chonky. Yeah, I think um, 2014 suffers because it kind of lands between those two types of Godzilla that we're talking yes. about. Um, I personally didn't have a problem with it, but I think for peep, other people, yeah. it did. Because yeah. it's kind of tackling it somewhat seriously. Right. He's kind of the threat slash bad guy, but he's also kind of the good guy, and he's right. still got the monster mash thing going on. Right. But it, it, it's kind of like doing like having his cake and eating it yeah. too, in a way. Yeah. Um, especially the trailers kind of gave the sense that it was not going to be a good guy Godzilla movie. It seemed like he yeah. was the only bad guy yeah. for a while in those trailers. Um, and so then you get a movie where he's kind of the hero monster still at the end. Yeah. Um, it. I like that. I thought it was interesting. Um, I kind of wonder for most people if you just need to do one or the other. Yeah, well, I don't know, because they just did the other True. in this one, and people... Well, audiences seem to be liking it. It's got, like, an 88% audience yeah, score. Yeah, yeah. Um, the people who come out to see it seem yeah. to like it. Yeah, it's yeah. true. And, you know, the other thing that Brian touches on in his... Uh, go read it. It's a really great piece on Birth Movies that, um, is that one of his longest outings on screen is Godzilla 2000, which people didn't like because the pacing was bad. Yeah. So more Godzilla does not always make a good Godzilla movie. Oh, I like absolutely. Godzilla 2000 fine. Yeah. Um, but, it, you know, it's not, it's how you use him, not, you know, yeah, not how much he's... Yeah, not just pure screen time. Yeah, that's yeah. stupid. <laughs> yeah. And also, like, people hold up the original as this great movie because it one is, mm-hmm. and but he's, like, barely in that, right. too. You know, like, that's the point of that. Is that he's this mounting threat until he's a threat? Yeah. Um, so that yeah, those arguments. Uh, it, it really does feel like people might think they like Godzilla when they don't. <laughs> yeah. And I think that there's a lot of these giant monster movies that feel like that. Uh, I don't know. Like, I felt like this a similar thing with Cloverfield. Like, yeah, because I, I feel like people really seemed like they liked it until they saw it. And I'm one of the only people I know who like is ride or die for that movie. No, I actually am the same way. Up until the last like ten minutes, which I kind of hate. But okay. besides that, like the part where they survive the helicopter crash and then die, like. Yeah. Uh. But anyway, um, the rest of that movie I think is fantastic. Yeah. But I saw a huge backlash to that movie, and I can't really explain to you why. The movie's great. Like, it's so good. <laughs> well, some people were like, we didn't see the monster enough. And I was like, what? Uh, yeah, it's so good. Yeah, I feel like I'm at real odds with people when it comes to monster movies. And I agree with you. I think that people have weird expectations with them. And mm-hmm. I don't think they know what they actually want. Yeah. And, but like, always. Because I felt like, even like, I think the most well-received monster movie of the last, you know, 20 years has been Pacific Rim. Mm-hmm. But I think that people are kind of middling on that too, myself included on that one. Yeah. I like all the action scenes just fine, mm-hmm. but the, the plot's real dumb. Yeah, the, like as much as I criticize like maybe the monster half and the human half of this movie, I really, really hated the human half of Pacific Rim. Uh-huh. Like, it felt like it was actively insulting, <laughs> like a couple points. Uh-huh. So, um yeah, that movie's to me like kind of a demonstration of this dichotomy um, a, a bit, but yeah, I feel like people are kind of middling on that too. Yeah, well, and people did not show up for the second. No, one so at it was all. kind of demonstrates the reception I think to the first one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, wait, and that movie like, had a ton of monster stuff in it. Yeah, like so what? <laughs> like yeah, I, there's almost no rhyme or reason to how people are going to respond to monster movies, which is weird to me. Kind of like a horror movie, actually. I think that horror movies like. They're technically horror movies. Yeah. I would, I would I, I yeah. categorize them as that. I think you could put them in that too. Um, 
this maybe more action heavy kind of horror sure. movies but yeah um I, I see it with horror movies a lot people are very much like that totally sucked or that was awesome there's yeah. not like a lot of in between with yeah. people but like i can the thing is i can wrap my head around that when it comes to horror because yeah. like horror rides like there's a lot riding on get doing it right yeah i, I don't know if that's the case with monster but it seems like it but like if i don't know man I just don't understand where what the expectation then is if this one, the 2014 one, doesn't have him enough, mm-hmm. it, and then this one has him too much, like, yeah. or it's hard to see, like, I, I don't know. I think the, the big problem with these movies is there's always going to be that dichotomy between the monster, which you can't really humanize too much, and the human stuff, who have to be somewhat ineffective for the monster to do anything. Right. And there's always going to be this uneasy tension right. between those two plots, and they can't really weave together successively because of that. Right. Unless like there's like a real good like human bond between the monster and the human. <clears> like <throat> this is kind of a weird comparison, but Transformers. Yeah. <laughs> it is kind of a monster movie. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, in yeah. a way. The the uh, first one, yeah. Yeah, especially the first one. I mean, the first one actually mirrors this movie in a lot of ways. There's like a million freaking characters (laughs) and you just like wonder why I need to have like Bernie Mac involved in the plot or whatever. But, um, and these hacker people and and John Boyne does something. True. Yeah. And Anthony Anderson. Yeah. Anyway, my point is, is that like, um, there's like a monster aspect where the person's befriending the monster and then there's other evil monsters that come and Mm -hmm. then the human and the other monster have to kind of fight against them. But the human and the mo- and the good monster, i.e. Bumblebee, and then eventually the Autobots, they form more of a bond and a relationship um, than like what any of these Godzilla movies thus far have. Yeah. And so those storylines tie together better, and it feels like the human plot has a purpose then, because right. like they're helping, they can actually help in an effective way. Right. The monster and the monster is there because some of them, can, besides Bumblebee, can speak, right. you know, and so they can interact more. And Godzilla's always been this tension where Godzilla can't speak to them. Right. And, like, the humans have to be pretty ineffective for Godzilla to do anything. Well, and also he's pretty bestial, like you said. Like, he's very primitive in his thinking. He doesn't... I don't think he really reasons. Like, he's... Really, the only reason he comes after Ghidorah is because Ghidorah tried to steal the throne. Yeah. He's, like, in charge of the monsters. There's, like, a monster hierarchy. Um, And that's, like... He's just trying to nap. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Right. And, uh... Which is, is fine... And I think that longtime Godzilla fans are more primed for this because there's all kinds of dumb human stuff that happens in between the Godzilla yeah. scenes. I mean, in, they, in these, this, like they, the took a, they go and like go to space and get abducted and yeah. you know, all kinds of weird stuff in the other ones. Planet X. And, yeah, you know, like it gets aliens. so goofy and campy yeah. that like anything in this movie it is, you know, it's worthy of criticism, but mm-hmm. it's also like par for the course kind of too. Yeah. So... And, it's a good Godzilla movie, man. If you if you know you're actually a Godzilla fan, I think you will find plenty to enjoy mm. in uh, in Godzilla King of the Monsters. If you're not a Godzilla fan uh, and don't like that formula with uh, all the human stuff dotting like monster action, I would say watch Shin Godzilla because yeah. I think you would like that actually because mm-hmm. it's a it's a human drama that happens to have Godzilla in it. Yep. Um, it also has a banana structure, like because it's just, it's it's almost like vignettes of yeah. like meetings. Mm-hmm. And it's it took me a second to like get comfortable with it. I it like stressed me because it's just like people are talking a mile a minute mm-hmm. and like and then like 
cut to this military committee and then this political committee and like everything like subtitled uh, like it's the fifth ward blah fifth floor that and you know dude they were introducing characters like after the first act still and we were getting like their names on screen and i was like (sighs) yeah (sighs) it was in some ways more exhausting to me than king of the monsters you had to engage your brain more Yeah, yeah yeah like King of the Monsters was exhausting in the visual, like, visual and the tour de force. Yeah, vi- visually and like auditorily. Yeah. Um, but this movie, like, it Shin Godzilla, like, made me work for it. Yeah. And I loved and it was it. worth it. Yeah, it's great. They're mm. both good Godzilla movies. So if you were a longtime Godzilla fan, go see King of the Monsters and Shin Godzilla. Mm. If you were a little underwhelmed by King of the Monsters, give Shin Godzilla a, a, a shot. I think you might like it. Yeah. Uh, if you like King of the Monsters more, check out Final Wars because mm. that is pure action figure. Also, he fights 1998 Godzilla, Godzilla. <laughs> yeah. aka Zilla. Uh, so that's pretty great. He throws him in the Sydney Opera House. So yeah, I this it's good. They're both good Godzilla movies, and mm-hmm. they're both valid. And I am actually kind of excited to see more Toho Godzilla movies. Yeah. Um, I think that's that's cool. I like that we've kind of come around on the dudes and suits aspect of that because I felt like it was a punchline for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I think we've kind of evolved past that a little bit and it's good to do that because they they, they put in work, man. Mm-hmm. Like, they do good. Yeah, it looked good in Shin Godzilla. Yeah, it looked great in Shin yeah. Godzilla. And the radiation breath is the coolest it may have ever looked. Yeah. It looks so cool. Yeah, it was actually kind of scary. It was terrifying. Yeah. It was one of the best radiation breath scenes I think I've ever seen in any of these Godzilla mm-hmm. movies. Yeah. Oh, and the military attack scene was pretty cool, too. Yeah, yeah. it was dope. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, and you could tell it It looked like a Godzilla movie, man. Mm-hmm. Like, it it, I, it was completely satisfying. Yep. Um. So, yeah, check those movies out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike, do you have anything to add? Uh, the best part about the new Godzilla the was the music. And the credit song was incredible because there was the Blue Oyster Cult uh, yep. remix of that song. Yep. Um, well, it was so it was Serge Tankian, yes, uh, from System of a Down, yeah. singing the Blue Oyster, covering the Blue Oyster Cult right. song. But they put this like crazy Japanese, Japanese. Godzilla chant in it, <sighs> and it's awesome. Yeah, I listened to it probably like five times after we went and saw it. I listened to it once a day. Yeah, because I, <laughs> I actually listened to it driving here, <laughs> so. dude. And that like that bridge just mm-hmm. gets like. Right in my head. Yeah. Like, yep. it's so good. And they did a good job um, adapting the Godzilla theme. The Godzilla too. theme is so good in this movie. Mm-hmm. Also, I listened to the Shin Godzilla soundtrack on the way here, too. It's really good, which too. Is, like, because there's a song called Persecution of the Masses, mm. which was sweet. Like, <laughs> you'll, you'll, we'll look it up afterwards. You'll recognize it. But yeah. it was just like, this is really, like, momentous. Like, did you feel the weight behind mm. this? So mm-hmm. it was cool. Yeah. I, uh, I really like the music and getting the Mothra theme in there. Mm. Oh, that was the other thing. We didn't even talk about Mothra. I thought Mothra was really cool in this yeah. too. Yeah. And they depicted it accurately. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the, you got the twins. You got the little twin there. symbolism in yep. there. Um, yeah. I like that. Um, they managed to capture all the good stuff about Mothra without some of the weird stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You um, didn't get the the song with lyrics. Right. The song you, with, you wait, got the theme. Or the, uh, the tiny little fairy people. And sure. Shout out to them, but not like, you know, actually there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. I, and she looked so cool. Yeah. And like when she comes searching for Godzilla and she's mm-hmm. just this like radiant light, I yeah. thought was amazing. Mm-hmm. And uh, seeing her get to join the action and stab Rodan, I thought it was BS that he lived. Yeah. Lame. Um, totally lame. But... Uh, you know, seeing her get to play like kind of the support healer class that yeah. she has always been for Godzilla. 
I they all that stuff is so good and like it's such good fan service. Like it is the best way to do fan service. Mm-hmm. I think this movie is uh you know a masterclass in how to do fan service. Yeah, because like, it wasn't just like, hey, remember thing? Yeah, it was you like, know? hey, this is part of it. Still. Right, like, yeah. And, and, and like using that to further the story that they were telling. Yeah. You know, it wasn't just like a wink and a nod and that was it. Yeah. It was like, okay, the radiation, like Godzilla like kind of getting that radiation explosion yeah. at the end. That was in one of the movies too, yeah. right? Or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, it, it felt like it was furthering like development of his power and like the mastery of mm-hmm. him over the other monsters. And so I agree with you. They did those way, those things smartly in a way that like other people sometimes do fan service in a bad way. Yeah. Yeah. And thematically, I think it, all the Godzilla stuff is so cool. And like the, you know, the, it's, I've seen people arguing it as like the Christ story. Mm-hmm. It's colored in by that for sure. They call Ghidorah a false king and mm-hmm. Godzilla has to reclaim the throne. So there, there's a little bit of that, but I think some people are taking it a little too far. Yeah. He's not like Superman. Right. Uh, but, you know, there is this like idea that he is royalty mm-hmm. in this movie and it really drives that home. And it so every time you see Godzilla doing stuff, like it feels like the king just coming to his rightful place. Yeah. And uh, it brings a lot of like good weight to why he's doing what he's doing like you understand why he's doing what he's doing yeah um so that was cool oh Ghidorah absorbing power was great mm-hmm. uh I thought that was because it's straight out the other movies like I thought it was perfect yeah you know um and seeing him absorb Godzilla's power when Godzilla's on the ropes and the, from the power grid I thought all that was cool um <clears throat> I like that they made Rodan like sniveling yeah I thought that like, was a good characterization of yeah. him uh yeah i just i i would not not welcome more american godzilla movies especially if mike doherty can direct them and Mm. maybe get a writing partner (laughs) (laughs) Um, or a script editor Uh, but i would i mean the ultimate dream of every godzilla fan is to see him and gamera Mm. go at it because they were they're they're the two that you know there's there's some rights issues involved because Mm -hmm. gamera's not a toho property he was originally conceived as the rival to Godzilla mm-hmm. and, and those kaiju movies, but it's gotta happen, man. Like, yeah, it's been 65 years of this stuff. You know what I mean? Like they've got to be able to hit some sort of understanding at some point. <laughs> I would be more hyped about like Godzilla versus Gamera than I would be about Godzilla versus Kong. Well, they've already done Godzilla versus Kong. <laughs> yeah. That's the third Godzilla movie. Was it the third? Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's just, um, I agree with you. Gamera's sweet. Yep. Gamera's yep. made a turtle meat. Yeah. <laughs> We believe in Gamera. <laughs> Dude, I... Uh, Slade texted me the other day and asked me who my favorite kaiju was. And I was like, well, it's Godzilla, but then Gamera's number two. Yeah. And he was like, I just found out about Gamera. Oh. He has rocket legs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He does. So, so ridiculous. Uh, yeah, I, make it happen. I feel like once Toho gets the rights, I feel like there's going to be a concerted effort. to Because every interview I've read with anyone involved with these American Godzilla movies has been like... So you guys going to do Gamera versus Godzilla at some point? <laughs> so it's, people are talking about it. Yeah. And I feel like, I don't know. I feel like there's been enough like rights, like cross contamination. I mean, look at what, granted, they have Disney money, but like look at Disney and how they were able to wrangle all the rights for the video game properties with Wreck-It Ralph. Yeah. Like 
That was a, that's a contentious industry, man. Well, yeah, if there's anybody who can go and sift through all the right stuff, it's Hollywood because they can throw enough money around to go and resolve a lot of things. Yeah. You know, the Japanese companies probably don't have that kind of money to go and resolve their own rights issues, but right. you go and have somebody else be like, all right, we'll go and like show you this amount of money and you shut up and we'll let you use the character. Like, yeah. It's different. Yeah. So give us Godzilla vs. Gamera, please. Someone. Yes, Toho, please. Legendary. Yeah. Make it happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's all I have. Do you yeah. have anything else? Nope. This concludes our crazy month of May. Uh, we, I have at least one more episode coming out this week. Uh, not this week, um, but another weekly episode. Aaron White from Feel and Film is joining us for Dark Phoenix, which will be a hoot. <laughs> um, man, I'm not looking forward to that movie, but uh, it'll be a fun episode. Aaron's a good guy. Uh, yeah, I don't think you'll be here for that one, will you? Mike. If I watch it through some ha- happenstance, I'll join you, but otherwise, probably not. <laughs> okay, sounds good. And then we'll be back later in the month to talk about uh, Toy Story 4 yeah. with Nick Crown. We have we have nothing but guests this month, I think. Um, because then after Toy Story 4, we have Yesterday with uh, Patrick, Hitz, Patrick Hicks, a.k.a. Patch, from the Feel and Film podcast as well. We're having both house, hosts on in uh, one month span. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, all guests all june long um watch always be my maybe on netflix Mm. i it's so good it's a it's a romantic comedy if that's not your bag maybe don't but it is i really liked it and the part with keanu reeves is one of the funniest things i've ever seen in a movie maybe i was scream laughing at that entire part i it was hilarious uh Mm. It's a really, like, sweet, good, kind-hearted, straight-down-the-middle romantic comedy that, like, it it would have been at home with, minus the very specific Asian cultural jokes. I, I mean, it feels like anyone who pines for those, like, 90s Hugh Grant romantic comedies, it's that, but it's Rand- Randall Park and Ali Wong, and I love Randall Park. Uh, they wrote it. It's real good. Mm. It's a real good movie. It's just, it's, it's... You know what you're getting when you sign up for it. Uh, I think it's the type of movie that uh, goes and shows being predictable is not always a bad thing. Mm-hmm. And the qualities of, you know, people knowing where a story is headed um, also be can like can be kind of satisfying. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's watch it. I, they didn't pay me or anything. I just we really loved it. Hmm. So, yep, that's that's all I got. You have anything, Mike? No. Okay. Uh, as always, we're the kaiju bad guys. Do you think people think we got that from the Billie Eilish song? I don't even know what people think anymore. 